0: Check it out. Friends and enemies, lovers and haters, welcome to Sends and Suffers Podcast. I am your host, Mario Stanley. If you haven't already, please follow, like, subscribe. Do all the things, even leave a comment if you dare, because all these things make this podcast grow. And most importantly, share it with your friends, your family, or anyone you think that wants to hear this. If you want to go one step farther, support us on our Patreon. Every month we post early release of podcast episodes and a little video just to let you know what's going on in my life, professional and personal. So if you want to get the inside scoop, that's the place to be. With as little as $5 a month, you can support Sends and Suffer's podcast and make sure that this podcast keeps growing, keeps getting better, and keeps bringing you that good, good. Today, my guest is Kaya. On Instagram, she's known as the One Travel Chick. She is a writer, a climber, an off with lover, a filmmaker, and what I am so excited to announce is a fellow sci-fi nerd. Now, there's going to be a section where we totally nerd out, but without any further ado, please enjoy this episode with Kaya.
1: My name is Kaya Lindsay. I am originally from Santa Cruz, California. It's a tiny little beach town on the coast of California, about an hour and a half, two hours south of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And uh, my connection to the outdoors is uh, winding, but I think initially what most people would know me as is the chick who built her Sprinter Van. Traveled around alone for a long time, but um, more recently I've gotten really into off with climbing um, and trad climbing. And so, uh, yeah, I'm mostly a trad climber traveling around and I'm really trying to lay heavy on the whole promoting women in trad climbing and and like doing kind of documentary film.
0: I feel like you're doing really well of that because it seems like there's a massive explosion of that and it just seems like. I don't know. I mean, especially on the Internet, it seems like there's you see more of that than you see, you know, the sausage fish climbing.
1: It would be wild. And I feel like it would be presumptuous of me to take credit for that. But uh, I do notice that there are more women climbing and specifically tried climbing now more than ever before.
0: It's a group effort. So yeah. you ladies are killing the game. Good yeah. job. Good job. Yeah. So what made you dive into this? Like why, why try climbing? I mean, you could, I mean, obviously there's sport climbing, ice climbing. Yeah. I mean, and there's beyond the world of climbing, you know, you can stand up paddleboard, underwater, basket weaving, whatever else it <laughs> is. But, um, like why this median? Why did you want to dive into this? Cause it's, I mean, I love off with. So I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. this now. Like You love off with. Oh, I climb it all the time oh, it, I when that. I have it. So we have this place called the Wichita Wildlife Refuge and it has it. And also one thing about me too is like I acquire the skills to do the route I want to do. So mm-hmm. like I want to mm-hmm. do want to do the Harding route in Lone Pine mm-hmm. and there's, an, uh, there's a 10D variation. There's an 11C variation. Both of them have off withs on them. Mm-hmm. And so I just, the climbing partner I had is no more. So that trip had to get postponed. But I acquire whatever skills I need to do the route. I yeah. just do not care. Yeah. But inadvertently I end up falling in love with it. And so yeah. I spent a lot of time bouldering because I thought that would be the fastest way to acquire overhang and very difficult skills yeah. in off with. So I spent probably like three weeks just bouldering in VitaVo, just trying to like sample as much as possible.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a really good way to get strong. Go to VitaVoo. <laughs>
0: Um, I, I don't know any other way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So why do you, why, why did you want to just jump into the pain cave?
1: Why into the pain cave? Um, yeah, I mean, I had been climbing for a couple of years and I had like a, not like a major climbing accident, but I ripped some gear. Um, I was doing the leaning tower on uh Washington column. No, I was doing the leaning tower in Yosemite. And that's what it's called. That's the route's name is Leaning Tower. It was always it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it's an aid route and uh, it's overhanging. And, you know, it, I ripped a piece of gear and took like a pretty big whip, felt like upside down, but it was like overhanging. So I didn't like hit anything. And I basically like met my belayer at the, you know, on this route. And I was kind of like, oh, God, like <laughs> what just happened? And uh, it really shook me and, and it shook my confidence in my gear and just like tried climbing in general I was like oh my god this shit is so dangerous like <laughs>
0: this stuff could just fall out at any minute I mean rock climbing is inherently dangerous
1: yeah right and obviously I knew rock climbing was inherently dangerous but it just like it struck me in that moment and I kind of like took a pretty significant downturn in my climbing around that time
0: when um, was this ballparks
1: probably 2019 around 20 maybe a little maybe early 2019
0: did you stop posting as much, or stop being as like as vocal at what yeah. you were doing? Yeah. It's funny. I've been following you for a long time, so and I, we talked about that for yeah. a while. <laughs> like, uh, I still have your sticker actually at my house. It's not on anything, but I still have your sticker with all your business contact information. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, that was and such a long time ago. <laughs> a
0: while ago, but I like you know, and I'm not. I'm definitely not one of those people who constantly constantly is on social media i mean i'm on it more now than i want to be but it is, it's part of the job yeah um but i i try to absorb very 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 select content yeah and yours is in that mix and i i did notice for a while it seemed like you just kind of like were off the radar for a little bit or yeah you eased up and granted i think the things you were posting had more depth you were posting less, but you were posting deeper, and it was just something that I just had noticed. Yeah, and then it seemed like you had come. You now I see your stuff more consistently, and I see yeah. it back, back on the feet, back on the scene again. Yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah, that's wild. Like you, all, you felt like you met, you met your maker.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was just like not okay um, with climbing. I was terrified. I, and and also to that same, uh, just to address that, like I was also in a relationship with someone who just didn't really want me to climb. Um, yeah, it was a weird thing. He had, he has some like outlying like anxiety issues and that like spills over into like control issues. And
0: that makes sense.
1: Um, at the time I'm not with him anymore. Um, but at the time, you know, we had moved to a place in Reno and he was just like kind of not psyched for me to climb and he was injured. And so we were like having a lot of like, you know, personal Difficulties around that because I was like, all I want to do is climb, but when I try and climb, I freak out. And he was just like, well, I don't want to climb, so I just I just kind of fell off of it for a little while. But that being said, like, yeah, I was trying to like you know climb ten a in the gym, and I would tie in and I would get halfway up the wall and I would just like like panic, like full blown panic mode, um, like shaking that whole you know when you're nervous before yeah. yeah like everyone if you climb you know yeah it was that on everything um. And like I needed people to keep me like so tight. Like I needed to feel so secure. And it was like super frustrating because I felt like I went from, you know, projecting my first 512s and feeling pretty confident on 5'11 to just absolutely getting wrecked. And so I, you know, uh the pandemic happened and that kind of like exploded everybody's life. Um yep. for me, it manifested in breaking up with that. Partner losing the place that I was living in, uh, losing all of my paying clients, and uh, dislocating my shoulder and having none of my uh, unemployment income come through.
0: I feel like everybody during <laughs> COVID has either like a COVID war story or a COVID outrageous purchase. Yeah, and yours is a culmination of like I felt. To me, it just sounded like you were in a COVID UFC fight. I was
1: in a COVID UFC fight. You're and just... on top of that, my mother and sister lived in California, and there like there was when there was the really gnarly forest fires. And so I was stuck in Wyoming. Oh my God. And my mom and sister were evacuating their homes. And I was just like,
0: You can't do anything. I can't
1: do anything. It was, it was rough. I was really going through it. And so in that during that time, I was in Vitavo. Um and I uh basically took up wrestling with rocks as a way to cope with like all of the stuff that I couldn't control in my life and off with ironically felt really safe because you can put gear above you um a lot of the times so you're not always but you're primarily like either on top rope or you have a piece like right in front of you um and then On top of that, the routes at Vitavu are not that long. And so I never had to really like confront like the fear of being up super high.
0: That's interesting because most people I find are, and I'll even speak for myself, some of the hardest routes and the scary, well, some of the, not scary. I like big, bold climbs. Like Mm -hmm. I, I like to be scared. I like to be nervous. Yeah. But. Some of the routes that have made me the most nervous are the shortest because I'm like I'm so close to the ground. I'm gonna hit the ground.
1: <laughs> I'm so close
0: to the ground. In Comparison to yeah. like climbing in mm-hmm. Vegas, like I've 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 climbed so much in Black Velvet Canyon. like yeah. like I can't even tell you. There's only maybe like four or five routes that I haven't done, oh, and then a few of the obscure ones that. Like the backside, I've done like the backside of epinephrine, which is terrible.
1: The backside? Like the other side of the pillar? Yes. Oh, God. It's a route
0: there. It exists. <laughs> it's, it was, it's terrible and it's dirty and you should bring-
1: Is it a, a chimney?
0: No, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a basically a hand crack and okay. you're just like kind of climbing in this little dihedral majority of the time. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, it's just like bring a shovel to clean it. You're going to do gardening while you're on the way. you're just moving sand. It's just dirty. Oh, God. But- um. But yeah, but if I'm like way up above the deck, I'm like, I can care less about falling. Yeah. But that's interesting t- that you felt safer because they were shorter.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it gets back to like, I was primarily a boulderer growing up. Like when I learned how to rock climb, I was primarily, like I bouldered in the gym. And that's okay. really where I fell in love with rock climbing. Plastic pulling, not really rock climbing, but. I
0: mean, it's rock climbing.
1: Yeah. I fell in love with the concept of just like being close to the ground and hanging out with your friends. Um, trying really, really hard. And so short off withs like, you can definitely do that, um, which feels really, yeah, I think that's kind of the thing that I like.
0: Okay. And so all that led up to you falling in love with Off With and now advocating for women to start climbing more trad and off with. Yeah. That's a wild ass turn. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's kind of makes sense. You know, yeah. like life flashing before my eyes. I thought I met death, the destroyer of all worlds. Then my world was being destroyed along with everybody else's. Yeah. And then now you came out of it fucking tough as nails and like hard as a diamond.
1: I hope so. I'm.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you were just listening to what you just said, and we can play it back. But I think that's really what just happened here.
1: Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how do you how do you feel about all of this? Like, like I know it's a really silly question to ask, mm-hmm. but like I like to ask these kind of like introspective questions because you know there's only in, in my opinion there's only three kinds of like physical like internal capital um there's physical like exercising there's emotional dollars yeah physical dollars emotional dollars and spiritual dollars so like Mm. where is your spirit at with all of this because i can hear you emotionally have grown and you've emotionally here yeah but like where yeah where are you at with all of that i know it's kind of a weird question yeah
1: i mean right now i am i am doing the dance of trying to make climbing a career and not because I'm trying to be an athlete. Like I don't, I'm not interested in that. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't think that I'm strong. It just means that I'm not interested in being like a, a sponsored athlete. I think
0: you're not chasing grades. I'm not
1: chasing grades. I don't like their jobs are actually really hard. Like I have friends who are professional athletes and like, they do a lot of freaking work for not a lot of money. And I just am like not interested in that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, so for me, the history of all Written word and produced media is probably 95% male. Agreed. Um, and so my whole life's goal is to just create content and stories in any format that focus on women. And it, I, like, I got to a point where I was like, I don't even need it to be good. I don't care. Like I am literally just adding to the literature of the female experience because it doesn't exist. Like literature, when you talk about what literature is, it is like primarily (laughs) a white male experience. Yeah. I mean, that's who's been writing it. Yeah. And so it's like, I, it it is an act of rebellion for me and, you know, for anyone just like adding their experience to that. Like, if we think of like, this is the pie that is all human experience that has been chronicled like adding yours to that is literally just like pushing the needle and like doesn't have to be good doesn't have to be great doesn't i, I want it to be good i want it to be great but like i am just like pushing the needle and making more stories uh, about the female experience that's like what i'm doing and i've kind of like taken a chunk out of the climbing community um
0: you like to pick a fight don't you
1: well i do like off with
0: <laughs> after this I have a I have like a little I have a little YouTube project I'm working on okay. and uh a portion of it is picking a fight with people I think I'd, I I we'll, we'll we'll spit about it but I think you're gonna like it it's okay. pretty satirical okay so, cool. Yeah. I'm into that uh, so yeah
1: that's where I am spiritually um I'm just trying to add more uh content into the world about women doing stuff in any capacity
0: is there anybody out there already that you feel that is doing it even in a small capacity that you admire and that you are just like, you know, like collaborating with?
1: Um, I really, I really admire, uh, Kathy Carlo's work. Um, yeah, I really admire her work. I actually don't listen to her podcast, <laughs> which I should. Um, but I, I have a very, I, I, I listen to mostly creative, um, not creative media. I listen to mostly like fantasy, uh, and like sci-fi and fiction media. And so podcasts are sometimes difficult for me to get into.
0: You won my heart just by saying you're a sci-fi nerd. (laughs) I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. Oh, I have watched. So just like going on this little tangent, I have this thing that I do every once in a every few years. Yeah. I binge watch all of Deep Space Nine, Star Trek, all of Next Generation. And then I will binge watch all Battlestar Galactica. And then I generally try to like, See if there's any cross-references. Cause a lot of like a lot of people don't realize like a lot of the same writers work on these projects. Yeah. So like, um, like uh like for example, um like Stargate, people don't realize mm-hmm. the are creative writers. Okay, this thing is driving me nuts here. I don't know why it's being this way, but it's being this way today. <laughs> um but uh a lot of the creative writers that worked on a lot of the creative writers that worked on Stargate mm-hmm. also worked on Star Trek The Next Generation, also worked on all these other things. So this is me as a random little nerd. Yeah. I try to see if there's like random little – like when someone sets a route, they yeah. have habits. They're like right-handed. They yeah. do these things. Like they have things that they repeat and that they do. Um, and I try to look for that in the people's writing. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. You can see it in certain things. But yeah, I definitely – like binge watch horribly. I've binge watch all of Firefly. I've watched I
1: go through Firefly every couple of years. So I'll just like start it's, over. I, you know, it was one of the
0: greatest sci-fi TV shows ever, ever written.
1: written. Oh my god. Did you
0: know that show broke a it broke a historical record? That show had more fan mail come in than any show in history when it went off air about people advocating for it to go back on. In one single like <sighs> and not like not like All inclusive, like much, but like the amount that came in in one single slew, people were
1: pissed. People were pissed. I mean like they that's how we got Serenity, like the movie. Like yeah. the, it was basically fan funded. Like fans were like, No, we need this.
0: Oh, I, I watched that movie religiously. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's on my Amazon downloads and it's on my phone. <laughs> so just in case you like an emergency. Always entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then if you watch it enough, there's always something that like catches I don't know. To me, there's always some random little thing that I see. I'm like, how did I not see this thing this weird creepy alien?
1: So I I actually like Think of myself as like a space cowboy like in my head like when i'm driving I'm around this. i this is my little spaceship that i'm in my my van uh and like i'm a freelancer so i do a lot of odd jobs for money you know i travel around yeah, i have yeah. my little haunts i have like you know the places that i stay and like oh yeah i know there's like good wi-fi here or here's a good watering hole or like oh there's this person who i know will like you know let me park in their driveway and charge up and like you know I just like, I kind of think of myself as a little space cowboy.
0: No, I like that. I love that. I love that. I think for Halloween one year, you should get cardboard wings and put one (laughs) on the top of that and turn it into a shuttle.
1: Oh, that would be so cute. I could make it a little serenity. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've never thought about Disney I'm not
0: going to lie. I, like, just had this <laughs> bonding moment. And I, I, now I just want to, like, talk about, like, Sci-Fi Channel. And then, Let's turn like, the
1: camera off. Let's just take wait, a second. Wait. Let's talk about... Uh, <laughs> There's
0: so many shows. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, uh, for the first time, watching the original Star Trek. I've never seen it. And I'm, yeah. So, uh, no, sorry, with Picard. Not the original, oh, original. Oh, okay. Okay. So Next, Generation. Mm-hmm. Next Generation. Yeah, I've on? never... Um, I think I'm in season two, right after. Um, well, they killed that one woman character for some reason, like really early on. I'm very early oh, on.
0: Oh, oh, Tatiana,
1: so, yeah, Tatiana.
0: Oh my god, and they got god. rid of
1: Wesley Crusher's mom, like she's no longer there.
0: Oh, she comes back. She
1: comes back. Okay, I was like, what's going on? with No, that no actress? Wesley's dad
0: died, and oh, then and then okay. uh, Beverly. Beverly Crusher his mom yeah. there, I think there's a just, scene where she goes away or something like that I'm, I'm not back? sure but she, she's throughout the whole thing
1: oh okay because I was like this character is just gone now like yeah. okay
0: Kat, but Ketchiana the short haired woman yeah 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 the one that Worf was slightly in love
1: with. yeah yeah
0: Data ended up Alice having sex man. with what? hello hey taylor how are you girl doing well how about yourself i'm doing all right doing all right you know just trying to live the dream and kill the game every day yeah i feel that (laughs) How's, Uh, how's been training your classes going
2: it's been going really well um i actually just took a week off though from training to go on a little vacation
0: oh nice oh nice where'd you go
2: I went out to uh, Breckenridge, actually, to do some camping out in the mountains. It was pretty spectacular. Kind of cold.
0: I mean, Breck is already. Beautiful. Yeah, Breck is yeah. very beautiful. That's awesome. That's awesome. What was the best part about your trip?
2: Um, probably just getting to disconnect from the world for a little while. And, uh, you know, I really enjoy my surroundings and um, just be one with nature a little too one with nature Um, my tent kind of gave out at the very end there (laughs) we went to the primitive campgrounds and it got a little sketchy
0: oh I'm sorry I've definitely had that happen before bad tents and bad camping gear makes for an epic trip no bueno sometimes (laughs) but definitely an epic trip oh
2: yeah Uh, and it was kind of It was good timing because it was there at the very end, but I'm definitely going to have to do some replacing in some of my gear. I know you are into that kind of stuff, right? Like, do you have any recommendations?
0: Yeah. So I'm a big fan of Nemo. Uh, They kind of came on the scene a little while ago and they've been around for a while, but their tents are awesome. And it's funny enough, the owner of the company had an experience much like you and it just failed him and he was infuriated with it and then so then he set out to create amazing amazing products and if you're going to be doing like a lot of backpacking you know they make an aurora that is really good um but i would definitely check them out and if you decide to purchase anything from them if you use the promo code sends and suffers 20 you get 20 percent off you help the podcast
2: okay i'm sold i'm definitely checking this out
0: all right Well, hey, I look forward to seeing you in the gym later on this week, and I'm still excited. I'm going to try to catch one of your fitness classes, but i got to jump off here. But uh, it's good catching up with you, and I look forward to seeing you soon.
2: Sounds great. I'll see you later.
1: We were talking about people that I look up to and then we got on a big tangent of uh, sci-fi and Star Trek. But
0: yeah, t- yeah, Tatiana died. It was yeah. like, there was a big uproar about that. Oh yeah. Right after the disease going around the ship where everybody was acting weird Yeah, and her and Data had sex. Yeah. And like she died right afterwards. People were so mad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. I remember looking into that because I looked up why she was like axed as a character and there wasn't really a good explanation um, and it was just kind of like they just didn't want her in there anymore. And I was like, what? So that was weird.
0: And they moved Warp into her position. I personally think that my guess is like, they just couldn't handle a woman being like chief of security and things like that. And now in the new Star Trek, Strange, Strange, uh, Strange New Worlds. Yeah. It's gone back to that. Like majority of the deck, like the leading senior staff is female. Yeah. Which, you know, It's it's so rad.
1: I've seen some of the new Star Trek as well. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Star World. Trek
0: Strange New Worlds.
1: Strange New Worlds. Yeah. It's got that actress. Her character's name is Michael. Ye-
0: and oh, she's oh, no. You're Spock's talking about sister D- Discovery. Discovery. Yes. Oh, okay.
1: I liked that one. I thought that was really good.
0: So, yeah. This is another thing where I like go on this tangent where mm-hmm. like you can actually. Okay. So, you can actually in the next generation, in the original, mm-hmm. in Strange New Worlds. Yeah. And in Discovery. Yeah. If you like, once you watch them a couple times. You can actually see where all the storylines cross because this is like, it, it's supposed to be like, you know, Marvel's metaverse, like, yeah. there's its other universe, but there's so much, there's such a deep history with all these things in yeah. canon and in non canon yeah. that, like, you can see where all of it crosses mm-hmm. over. So it's really good. Like, one of the uh, Strange New World episodes, they actually reference how Spock's sister disappeared. Ooh. In the, the Discovery episode, so when the ship went back into the future, yeah. went into the future, yeah, that is one of the very first episodes of Strange New Worlds where they reference that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and in Star Trek, I've, I, I'm curious in the Next Generation if there's a reference of that moment because. They talk about it. All right. We're going on. Lately. We're going way off. Yeah. We're, this, we're is going not way off. A, this is yeah, not so a who, sci-fi yeah, <laughs> podcast. Yeah. We should do that. Climbers sci-fi podcast.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Like, I mean, for- I have a big theory. Rock climbers are all nerds. Oh yeah. Like people think rock climbing is like bold, really cool. Kind of like intense sport. But like everyone I know who's like a really good rock climber is also the biggest nerd. Like, super awkward. We're all like kind of weird
0: engineers who just also kind of like you, to be well, outside. We all have to be neurotic. Like, yeah. we have to be neurotic. Like, yes. off is a prime example. You need to be neurotic in detail. <laughs> if not, you're going to slide right out.
1: Yep. Yep. Need climbers. Uh, yeah. 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 Climbers. I
0: recently have been dabbling into that world yeah. and I'm like, I like this. Yeah. I mean, this is terrible, but I like this. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because, like, the first time I ever really watched a bunch of people playing uh DD mm-hmm. was at a crag. <laughs> all these climbers were like climbing <laughs> all day. And then I'm like hearing people act like fucking goblins and these weird things. And I was like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, we got a DD match. You wanna play? And I'm like, I don't even know what this is, but I'm gonna sit and watch because this is great. Uh
1: I do listen to a DD podcast.
0: Uh, have you ever watched celebrities pay DD on YouTube?
1: No. That sounds oh, so funny.
0: I think uh like uh What's her name? Silverspoon?
1: Reese Witherspoon?
0: Uh, yes. No, 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 no. Maybe not... It's not Reese with Who is it? Oh, she's... Um, this is
1: now a pop culture podcast. It is. It is. <laughs> We're but, not going to talk about rock climbing for the rest of the hour. <laughs>
0: yeah. But long story short, it's like Jack Black and all these famous comedians and yeah. sit in... Actors play D&D that and get so into character. That sounds so fucking awesome. It is the best. I laughed my <laughs> butt off. It is so good. Oh, I'm trying to remember this other person's name, but it will come to me. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I think most climbers... Like they're, you, you have to have the ability most when you reach a certain level in rock climbing, like I think when you reach a certain level in rock climbing, you become a little bit neurotic. You, you have to be able to be a a geek, Mm -hmm. a little neurotic, and then you have to become a little bit of a masochist. Yeah. Like, it's just like at that point, if not, you're just going to be kind of huffing around. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that is. The thing that I like about rock climbing, and I think this is a thing that calls to a lot of people, is that it is learning to sit with extreme discomfort uh, and use that as
0: a tool to achieve instead of an obstacle. Oh, yeah, that's really well put. I mean, I've always agreed with that statement, but I've never heard it so elegantly well put.
1: Well, I'm a writer. (laughs)
0: Nah. <laughs> that was a solid that was a solid flex like I like how you're like
1: I my no one can see this but I flipped my hair as Yeah, I said yeah that. no that was a solid flex <laughs> and I clenched all my muscles so it looked really strong
0: yeah no yeah. that was that was um, that was clutch
1: no but yeah I really do think that like the thing that I like about rock climbing is that it is hard and it is uncomfortable and I I don't want to speak for everyone but you know, for me, being comfortable all of the time and feeling good all of the time feels bad.
0: Yeah, no, because it's not you know? real. It, yeah. It's like being in a relationship that you never fight. Yeah. And it's like, people are like, I've literally met people who are like, yeah, we don't really fight that much. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of underbelly shit there's going on going like that. On. Because mm-hmm. like my best relationships I've ever been in, I fight, I've fought like cats and dogs mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. But it's because like-
1: it's you're engaging. You're, yeah, engaging, you're engaging with you that person. You can't hide.
0: Like, you can't hide. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of rock climbing, too. Like, you can't hide. Yeah. Like, when you're up there, you can't hide. And the person, and the funny part about it is, is I think people think sometimes they're hiding from everybody watching and every, whoever's playing on the rope. But no, like, you are trying to either hide from yourself, but it's you. Yeah, And it's the biggest thing. Like the rock doesn't care. Nothing changes. The only variable that ever changes consistently is you getting on the wall. Yeah, And I think that's a hard, hard thing for people to reconcile with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I also think it shows us like the depth of what it is to be human, right? Like there's two sides to the coin, right? We have high highs and low lows. And in rock climbing, I've had the highest highs and the lowest lows of my life been in rock climbing. And like that, Those low lows make me appreciate the high highs. And so I think that if you live your life in this kind of like soft, you know, everything's really comfortable and you never really, you know, reach the depths of yourself or reality or whatever it is, like you have no way to know how high you can go. And like for me, that's what rock climbing gives me like, you know, yeah, the first time I ever did a hand jam, it was excruciating and I never thought I'd do it again. And now I live my life and like hand jamming feels amazing. You know, and like, you know, same kind of thing in Off With, like, there was a time when climbing in Vitavu was extremely painful and excruciating. And now the desire to make it to the chains overshadows the pain that I feel. And only when I get to the bottom do I kind of realize like, oh, man, I'm like a little bruised up. I'm a little banged up, you know.
0: When... Can you give me an example? Because I feel like we started this off with like definitely a story of a low low. Mm -hmm. So can you give me an example of a high high in your life just for perspective for everybody listening?
1: Yeah, no, you know, funnily enough, like I, it's going to sound very mundane. And I, I mean, I have like high highs from like climbing stories and like getting to the chains and all that stuff. But really the one that always sticks out to me is right after I first hit the road, and this is when I first discovered Trad climbing, and I was in Yosemite Valley, and I was driving my van around the loop, and you you've been to Yosemite. Yep. yeah. so if anyone has not been to Yosemite, it's basically a giant circle that you drive around the valley floor. And uh, I was driving with a friend in the passenger seat. We were on our way to go rock climbing. And I had spent the entire week learning how to trad climb. And I remember like looking out the window, and it was springtime in Yosemite and the grass was so green and the sky was so blue. And I was looking at Yosemite Falls as you drive past it and the yeah. chapels on the right. And I just remember seeing like all these people walking along the roads. And I was just like, this is my space. This is where mm. I belong. And I remember very distinctly having this feeling of being like, I didn't even know I could feel this happy.
0: That's beautiful. You know? Yes.
1: Like, I, before climbing, I had capacity for joy. And like, after climbing, my capacity for joy tripled.
0: You were in a complete state of bliss.
1: Yeah. And, but not, nec- yeah, bliss, but not bliss as in like, you know, when you are after you eat a really big meal and you're lying on your back in your bed or whatever. Like, bliss as in like fully engaged, like, every atom of my being was like on working towards a goal and it gave me like purpose and joy. And like, to me, that's like the highest high. And really I've been chasing that moment for the rest of my life.
0: (laughs) Never getting off the wave. (laughs) That's awesome. That's fucking cool. Yeah. I think that's, you know, something I like that. I, I think that is actually very beautiful and very unique because It has everything to do with rock climbing, but nothing to do with rock climbing. And the reason why I say that is most people would expect you or myself or anyone to be like, well, it was this climb and it was at the top of this and that. And that is just like, you just kind of came home. You kind of like really just walked through the door of who you are in the beginning. And I think it's really, it's really interesting. And I think it honestly, it's kind of cool because that kind of embodies. This podcast, the name of this podcast is Sends and Suffers. Sends and Suffers. And, you know, your send has nothing to do with so much being on the wall, but it was the beginning of every adventure you're going to have. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we definitely talked about your suffer in the, in the beginning. Yeah. But I think all of this is cool because it just shows how resilient you are and how you're bouncing back. And I don't think that is. I think that's talked about a lot in Real Rock and everything of like, I just got on the route and it was hard and I did the next harder thing and I did the next harder thing and then it was emotional and then I cried. But like, I don't think people really tell stories of, and this is something that I like, the stories that I've liked to hear, and this is why I started this podcast, Yeah, but I like to hear stories that are really, they're so relatable. Like anyone who hears that Mm -hmm. can understand stepping into a place where you, you understand you belong. Yeah. And I, yeah, I just, I just want to thank you for that. Cause that was, that was beautiful.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I think that like the greatest thing that rock climbing ever gave me was a feeling of belonging, you know, like, I think a lot of people relate to that. Is that like, we all, you know, everyone in every human being is searching for meaning and purpose and like joy and community and friendship. And, you know, like, I think some of us are lucky enough to realize that where we get that is in rock climbing. Um, and not everybody has that. Right. Like no. I, in a lot of ways, like sometimes I feel bad for my friends who don't climb, but you know, it's not their thing. Like this isn't where they feel at home, but I'm like, I want you to feel this complete joy and like acceptance that I feel.
0: I think also too, you have to take in consideration of like how, you have to take in consideration of your emotional maturity your emotional intelligence and your emotional vocabulary yeah and i think those things and kind of going back to like spiritual dollars emotional dollars and physical dollars mm-hmm. the reason why people just go to the gym and lift because those dollars are easy you can yeah. get on, be an instagram pro ho male mm-hmm. or female yeah those are easy dollars to spend
2: That's emotional
0: dollars are harder so like i would say you know one dollar to physical and then you got to have three physical dollars to equal one emotional yeah and then you got to have like 10 physical yeah or 10 you know 30 emotional to each equal spiritual yeah and the thing is is like that capacity to go there yeah rock climbing and any true adventure sport brings that out of you because the thing with this sport and all adventure sports is there comes a moment where you are the only one can get yourself out of the mess that you're in. Yeah. And I don't think people are willing to do that as a whole. Yeah. I think just the general public wants, they, that's that's why guiding exists. That's why all this stuff exists and it's easy. Yeah. But these people who don't do this and, they, and our friends that don't do this, it is hard for them. It is sad because they miss out because it's not just the joy, it's the full completion yeah. Like you're, you're, you're doing a full emotional circle yeah. and you're growing and it and you're forcing growth in your life. And I just, I don't know, growth is uncomfortable yeah. and I don't think most people want to be uncomfortable.
1: Ooh, yeah, that's fair. That's real. No, I mean like that's, that's the crux of it, right? Like we are leaning into the discomfort and the pain Truth. of climbing and a lot of people are not willing to lean in. Um, I was really, yeah, I was really jamming out on what you were just saying about the emotional dollars. I like that whole like concept of, you know, physical dollars equate emotional dollars, equate spiritual dollars. Yeah. If you get a chance. That's kind of cool. I've never yeah, heard that check, before. I
0: just posted uh, about it on Instagram because like I had some big life changes mm-hmm. and I basically kind of had to sit back and realize like, how am I as a 38 year old male, mm-hmm. you know, someone who is in an industry that is rapidly growing and rapidly changing, yeah. but also rapidly, I think oh, rapidly is wrong. There are some people who are just stoic. I don't think they're tr- really trying to force it, may, force it to stay the same. I think they're just yeah. trying to force their little niche yeah. not to change. Yeah. And it's like, and on top of all of that, how do I navigate my own personal life, my own personal feelings? Because it was for the first time in my entire life, a couple months back, like, I I had to, to reconcile my relationship with climbing, like, if I ever wanted to do it again. Damn. And it was something, I got put in a situation that, I got put in a situation, and I'll tell you this off off mic, mm-hmm. but I got put in a situation where I felt like I had to weaponize climbing, like, some, like, in a bad relationship where you weaponize oh, sex. Yeah. And, like, it just rattled me to the freaking core and I put myself in that situation and that along with other personal stuff it was one of those things where I was just like like I I don't know I didn't know what kind of capital I had to spend to get out of there yeah and I was throwing myself at climbing and throwing myself at that and what I realized is I needed to burn a lot of money and I was going to burn a lot of money and maybe not get all the rewards, but it takes money to make money and it yeah. takes money. It takes time and it takes effort to grow and not every effort and not every endeavor you're going to do is going to give you the return that you want, but it at least teaches you the direction you want to go in. Yeah. And I think climbing has this a unique ability to do it much faster than a lot of other things. I think like maybe the only other sport I would say is like whitewater rafting because yeah, like- you kind of mm-hmm. just in it, like there's nothing you can do. That's, <laughs> yeah. That shit terrifies me.
1: Yeah, it's much more reactive. I rafted the Grand Canyon in 2020, and I was like gained a whole new respect for people do whitewater sports, but also was like, I see culturally how this is very similar to rock climbing, and also completely opposite.
0: I would be so terrified. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, that's cool. What yeah. were what can you? What were the biggest? I guess what were the two things that you noticed? Like, what was some? What was the biggest relation to it, and what was the biggest difference?
1: Well, someone pointed out to me, um, and to be totally honest, like I actually really liked white water rafting, and I could see myself when I get older and have some money to get into it because it's kind of pricey. Yeah, way pricier than rock climbing. Uh, that's the biggest difference. But someone laid it out for me at one point. They said that in rock climbing, when you get stronger and climb harder, um, you put in more and more effort. So 514 takes more effort than 513. Truth. 515 takes more effort than 514. So Truth. you are trying harder. In rafting, the harder and harder rafts or, or rapids that you have to navigate, you do less and less. And like the more, the better you are, the less you'll do.
0: Cause you know you know how to ride it.
1: Cause you know how to ride it. And you literally just like dip your oars and like do a slu- a slight motion, maybe a couple backstrokes, like really, really, really good oar rafters barely touch the water.
0: I feel like that's like the best. It, it's like the five the the scariest pitch on Astro Man
1: mm-hmm.
0: is the five ten slab, the five ten C slab that mm. no one's allowed to fall on. Like my boss fell on it and broke his ankle. I know so many people who have fallen on that thing, but like everyone's like, that's the scariest and the hardest pitch, but it is Bring so a it. delicate.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I think you're plugging. If I'm correct, Astro Man in the Valley, that thing's is it gear-, all gear. I've never I done it. I, it's Astro Man's on my bucket list. Okay, it's on my bucket okay. list. Yeah, you should look at that thing. I, I mean,
1: I've looked. I've heard about it. I've just never it, like. I just don't come in Valley very much. Yeah, no.
0: I. I mean, I've I've only come there twice, but it's yeah. like on my bucket list. But yeah, it's. Yeah, slab is the only thing I can think about. Like, less is more. But Jesus, that's cool. I would. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. Now, yeah. like when you say it, it makes obvious sense.
1: Yeah. But culturally, they're very similar. It's a lot of people just trying to get away from their families and you know explore nature and try hard things and yeah, so similar to rock climbing in that way.
0: Um, I do not want to wrap this up, but mm-hmm. I have to because the Lander Festival people are going to start like yelling at me and trying to figure out where I am. Yeah, but. If people want to follow you, support you. Actually, first, people want to follow you. What do they need to do? Where are you at?
1: Uh, One Chick Travels, that is O N E C H I C K Travels on Instagram. That is also my website. And um, on Twitter, I'm Kaya Says, but that's, you know, don't really follow me on Twitter. I don't do much there. It's
0: kind of just like a throwaway. And then how can people support you in the efforts that you're doing?
1: If they want to see my films, they can go to my YouTube channel. You can just type in One Chick Travels on YouTube and I'll be there. Um, you can go to my shop and buy yourself a Girls Gone Wide t shirt. Uh, every single t shirt sold goes to a good cause, which is feeding me. And um, I also sell stickers. Uh, the other uh, shirts' designs will be released soon. I'm pretty much, I'm really into this old idea of releasing kind of like funny climbing t shirts. So it's kind of my side business to pay for everything.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I want to, Kai, I want to thank you for your time. And I look forward to having another chat with you in the future. I know this is gonna happen more. Yeah. And also we do need to just have a straight up climber's nerd fest about yes. sci fi. Yes. Like yeah, and anyone who's listening to this, if you got annoyed with the tantrum of like sci-fi, just hit skip next time. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. Oh, yeah. DM Thank me you. about
1: all your sci fi theories. I need to hear them.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. As you can tell, a friendship was born. We went all over the place. And honestly, I think this is one of the coolest conversations because I got to nerd out about something other than rock climbing. Yeah, I love climbing. Yeah, we talk about adventurous stuff. But we're all deeper and more multifaceted than that. And we all know that. And it's just nice to hear it. So, If you haven't already, remember, check us out on Patreon, Instagram, wherever. Like, follow, subscribe. Leave that comment because it makes such a big difference. And as always, if you're not suffering, are you even sending it all?